Canto 8, Chapter 10 The Battle Between the Demigods and the Demons Sri Shuka said, The Danavas and Daityas, O ruler, because they had turned away from Vasudeva and rather saw Mohini Murti, thus with their combined efforts of churning, failed to achieve the nectar. After the Amrit had been generated, O king, and had served as a drink for the Suras who belonged to him, the lord of all living beings who is carried by Garuda went away. Seeing how their rivals enjoyed a good life, the sons of Diti could not accept it, and therefore they raised their weapons to march against the demigods. The godly souls, who under the shelter of Narayana's feet, had found new strength from drinking the nectar, thereupon took up their weapons to defend themselves. There was a very fierce battle between those called the gods and the demons, O king, with a tumult that made one's hair stand on end. In that battle, opposing as warriors, they, angry-minded, fought against each other, wielding their swords, arrows and the rest of their weaponry. The sounds of the conscious, trumpets, drums, bugles and kettle drums, combined with those of the elephants, horses, foot soldiers and chariot fighters, were tumultuous. The enemies fought each other on the battlefield on an equal basis, charioteer against charioteer, infantry against infantry, cavalry against cavalry, and elephantry against elephantry. Some rode elephants, some sat on camels, and some others fought sitting on asses. Some also used white-faced and red-faced monkeys, tigers and lions. Both the parties of fighters faced each other using all kinds of differently shaped water animals, land animals and sea animals. There were vultures, eagles, ducks, hawks and baza birds, killer whales, monkeys, buffaloes, rhinoceroses, cows, bulls, wild cows and red cows, jackals and rats, lizards, rabbits, human beings and goats, while others entered the fight making use of black deer, swans and boars. With the nicely decorated flags and canopies, O king, with spotless white parasols, with precious handles full of jewels and pearls, with the normal fans and peacock feather fans, with their upper and lower garments flapping in the wind, with the effulgence of their ornaments and shields, and with their shining, spotless weapons abundantly glittering in the sunshine, the two bannered parties of the demigod and Danava heroes with their garlands altogether looked like two oceans of aquatics, O descendant of Pandu. Bali, the son of Virochana, the captain of the demons, drove, for the sake of the battle, a vehicle made by Maya that was called Vaihayasa, flying through the air. It moved wherever he wanted to. Fully equipped with all the necessary weapons, it was inexplicable, indescribable and most wondrous. Sometimes it was invisible and sometimes it could be seen. Protected by nicely decorated umbrellas and chamaras, he seated on that first-class heavenly chariot and surrounded by all the commanders, was situated in a position as brilliant as that of a rising moon. The different vehicles of the Asura commanders of the troops surrounded him on all sides. 
those of Namuchi, Shambara, Bana, Viprachiti, Ayumuka, Dvirmurda, Kalanava, and Praheti, the ones of Haiti, Ilvala, Shakoni, Bhuta Santapa, Vajradamstra, and Virochana, of Ayagriva, Shankushira, Kapila, Megadundubi, Taraka, Chakradrik, Shumba, Nishumba, Jamba, and Utkala, as also those of Arishta, Arishtanemi, Maya, Tripuradipa, and the sons of Puloma, the Kaliyas, the Nivatakavachas, and all the others who did not get a share of the nectar. Only having carried the burden, but not having received the reward, they, who had conquered hosts of enemies, now, with all their prowess ready to fight against the immortals, roared as lions and blew their conch shells with the greatest tumult. When Lord Indra, Balabit, afraid of the strength, saw his ferocious arrivals, he got very angry. Indra, being mounted on Airavata, his carrier elephant that was dripping must, looked as beautiful as the sun shining over Udayagiri's cascades. Around him, all the gods with banner and weapon had taken positions with their carriers, all the leaders of the higher worlds and the demigods of the air, of fire and of water. Having come forward, the combatants face to face chided each other as painful to the heart as they could. Then they drew near to engage one to one in battle. Bali fought with Indra, Taraka with Kartikeya, Varuna with Haiti, and Mitra, O King, fought with Prahiti. Yamaraj fought with Kalanava, Vishwakarma with Maya, Twashta with Shambara, and Savitra fought with Virochana. Aparajita fought with Namuchi, the two Ashvini Kumaras with Frisha Parva, the demigod Surya with the hundred sons of Bali who were led by Bana, Soma the moon god fought with Rahu, Anila god of the air with Puloma, and the extremely powerful goddess Badrakali Durga fought with Shumba and Nishumba. Vrishakapi Shiva fought with Jamba, and Vibhavasu, the fire god, with Mahishasura. Ivala, together with his brother Vatapi, fought with the sons of Brahma, O suppressor of the enemies. Durmasha fought with Kamadeva, Cupid, Utkala with the Matrika goddesses, Brihaspati with Shukracharya, and Shani, Saturn, fought with Narakasura. The Marids fought with Nivataka Vacha, the Vasus with the Kalakeyas, the Vishwadevas with the Palomas, and the Rudras fought with the Krodavashas. The Suras and Asuras, this way, one by one, engaged in fighting each other on the battlefield. Desiring the victory, they slashed one another earnestly, waging with great strength with their sharp arrows, scimitars and lances. They cut off each other's heads, making use of fire weapons, bushundis, discs, clubs, spears, tridents, spikes, firebrands, barbed missiles, axes, swords, lances, iron bludgeons, mallets and slings. The elephants, horses and chariots 
foot soldiers and all the types of riders with their carriers were slashed to pieces. Arms, thighs, necks and legs were severed and flags, bows, armors and ornaments were shredded. Because of their violent trampling and rambling, the dust of the field rose high in the sky, up to the sun in every direction, after which the particles rained down again with the blood that splattered in every direction. And so the field there was strewn with severed heads, complete with helmets and earrings, angry eyes and bitten lips and legs and ornamented arms resembling elephant trunks that, being severed, lay scattered still holding the weapons. With the eyes of their own heads fallen there, the soldiers could still see the trunks and raised arms with weapons coming after them on the battlefield. Bali attacked the great Indra with ten arrows, Airavata, his carrier, with three arrows, his four guardians, soldiers on horseback, with four arrows, and the driver of the elephant with one arrow. Indra, skilled as he was, in a quick response, immediately cut the arrows rushing towards him to pieces with a different type of very sharp arrows, balas, and smiled about the fact that the enemy did not reach him. Observing what a martial expert he was, Bali, enraged, took the Shakti weapon up, but that torch of blazing fire was, still in his hand, shattered by Indra. Whether he next tried the lance, the barbed missile, the javelin or the sword, they were all cut to pieces by the mighty one. O master of men, the Asura then produced a demoniac illusion in which he vanished, and a huge mountain appeared above the heads of the Sura warriors. In order to pulverize the enemy forces, big trees ablaze in a forest fire rained down from it, as also sharp pointed stones. Big snakes, scorpions and other poisonous creatures came down, as also lions, tigers, boars and great elephants that crushed everything. Many hundreds of stark naked carnivorous demonesses and demons, O ruler, each holding a trident, yelled, pierce them, cut them to pieces and such. Next, big, deeply rumbling clouds, arrested by the wind, were seen in the sky that with claps of thunder released embers. The Daicha created a huge, terrifying conflagration resembling Samvarteka, the fire at the end of time, that was carried by the blasting wind to burn the demigod warriors. Thereafter, for everyone to see, a sea appeared, agitated all over with waves blown up by the wind into a formidable whirlpool. The Sura warriors thus lost their courage, daunted as they were by the creation of the illusory atmosphere as was presented in the fight by the invisible Daityas, those experts in illusion. Not knowing any more how to counteract all of this, O King, the followers of Indra meditated on the Supreme Lord, the creator of the universe, who right there appeared before them. With his yellow dress and lotus petal eyes, he whose feet rest upon the shoulders of Garuda, then became visible with all of his eight arms and weapons, the goddess of fortune and his invaluable Kaustuba gem, his helmet and his earrings, brilliantly exhibited. The moment he appeared, 
The false works of the Asura were curbed by the superior power of the greatest personality of all. Just as it happens with dreams when one wakes up, all dangers are vanquished when the remembrance of the Lord has arrived. When the demon Kalanemi, who was carried by the enemy of the elephants, the lion, saw him on the battlefield who was carried by Garuda, he threw a whirling trident at him. Directed at Garuda's head, it was seized with ease by the lord of the three worlds, whereupon the enemy, together with his carrier, was killed by him with the same weapon. The very powerful Mali and Sumali fell in the battle. Their heads were severed by his chakra. Following, when the enemy Maliavan, with a pointed club and roaring like a lion, attacked the king of the birds, Garuda, also his head was severed by the disc of the original personality. <laughs>